0: Everyone, welcome to the OFD Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Supreme Warlord, Emperor, and all those good names. And tonight, uh, we got kind of a fun little list for you at the end of March. Uh, with me, as always, is Jude Seymour, Editor. Jude, say hello. Hello, everyone. And special guest and first time uh, on the podcast, fellow ofd Matt Green. Matt? Hey, everybody. How are you? Oh, I bet everybody is doing just fine. Um, <laughs> should, uh, should I start get, sorry, start doing these things more in like uh, that nineteen eighties late night LA voice? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Here do you two? get a little Johnny Carson in there? I think you can, I think you can give me give me a day, and I bet I can whip up some just spectacular shit. Might have to do a whole uh, episode in in uh, in voice. <laughs> But we're not going to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to move on very quickly. Uh, My kids have been on spring break all week, Uh, so I'm pretty. And we decided not to go anywhere this year, uh, as we are going to spend money on, of course, dumping more money into a hundred-year-old house instead. Um, (laughs) And so there's a lot of resentment because the kids are getting older now. Uh, prior, they probably would not have cared that they weren't, you know, they're just home for a week playing, Uh, but now my 10 year old daughter, uh, is pretty pissed that we uh, decided not to do anything this year. Uh, so she leads the charge with the two boys behind her and, uh, it's been a fun week guys. Um, all right. So moving on women's hoops, yo, they're in it to win it, uh, made their 10th. Sweet, sweet 16 in a row. Uh, Matt, what the, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting year, um,
1: especially with the, the girls coming off the, um, you know, they're defending the national championship going on. Um, but the, the big kind of thing here is the talking heads at ESPN are kind of claiming that there's some more parity with the game. And I'm a little bit thrown off by that because I I, I watched us. Uh, I was able to watch us play Bethune-Cookman in that first game. And then, you know, you end up playing the nine seed against Michigan State over the weekend right after that game. And just, like, overall, like, I, I could see them saying that, like, it's not just us and UConn and Louisville. There are some other teams in the mix, like Oregon with Sabrina Ionesco and – these just these different teams that could win it, but I just don't buy that there's this overall parity in college basketball with women's with the women's team. Like, there could be, and not a, this is a bad year to claim that with the men's and March Madness because you know you only got two teams that are outside the top four seeds there, but like it's just it's just tough to say that there's total parity there because. We, um, you know, the Irish among the other teams are just. There's going to be a top team that's going to win it this year, and it could be anywhere from somebody that might be in the top ten per se. But um, it's it's kind of just been kind of a crazy year overall.
0: I mean, are they are they? You think they're just? It's just like a general statement they're making because I mean, if you just, I guess if we look back at, at the history of the of the women's tournament, I mean, if you go back 15 years ago, there's two three teams. In the tournament that are that are able to win it, where I guess I'll, this this year maybe there's six, right? I mean, can we? So, so maybe, <laughs> so maybe yeah. saying more parity isn't isn't saying that it's it's actual parity parity, but I mean, I mean, it's a little bit more, right? I mean, there's, yeah, there, there's yeah, a few more teams out there with some bite than than what we've seen in the past, correct? Yeah, 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 I would
1: I would definitely agree with that. Like I said, I I just think of more overall like when I think of overall parity in the sport, you're thinking about, like, the, the field is wide open. So, but yeah, just kind of compared to past years, like, there there are definitely just some other teams that um, could could look to win a title. I mean, this is a year that UConn, you know, we see that they're just the overall powerhouse. We look to them. We're, we're Irish fans. We clearly love to see that the Irish are on top, but like, this is the first year since 2006 that uconn women's team is not a number one seed in the tournament so i guess you could say from kind of the top seeds overall there is a little bit more parody and um you know we we can kind of take a look at that but it could be wide open from some more teams but just in general i just i i i I tread lightly with the term parody in the sport
0: but like the big 10 wouldn't do anything right like they, they wouldn't be involved in this parody
1: no, not at all. I mean, yeah. you're you're looking at one of their best teams. You know, Michigan State was pretty – they were okay this year, not as good as normal. You know, Iowa almost lost to Mercer, who was a 15 seed. So, they were having a down year this year.
0: I just wanted to make sure we knew where we were still with the Big Ten here, which is important later, <laughs> later in the podcast tonight. Oh, always, always. So, you know, all right, so tell me, you know, let's talk about their Sweet 16 matchup. Uh, uh, give me the give me the rundown of what we're looking at here
1: yeah sure so um you know after beating bethune cookman and then Michigan state um in some home games they're looking at a um you know a matchup in chicago sweet 16 they're going to be playing texas a&m who you know pretty solid team from uh the sec coming in and i, I just overall kind of see like it, it's still a one four matchup coming in here in the sweet 16 and I still just feel like, even though, and this has been a criticism of the of the team this year, and I I would I would echo that criticism that the defense kind of hasn't really been all that great. The offense could score; they're averaging you know close to ninety points a game. The Irish team is, and overall, um, you, you take a look at these teams. I just think that we're just going to overwhelm many teams, and once you kind of get past. Honestly, the Texas A&M team, they've done very well this year, but I think you start to kind of get into the real tournament once we end up playing Stanford, who will inevitably, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, you know, inevitably will win. Inevitably, they'll, Stanford will win, so we'll play that one-two matchup to go to the Final Four, but I think that's where you start to get into these kind of real teams where we can compete, where the, the athleticism is there, and the offense and the defense are just going to be on par with what we've seen uh, the whole season.
0: Now, I've I've tried to keep up with women's hoops, but that's uh, that's why we have you uh, to to help us along with that. Yeah, uh, I know very little about a, a few teams that that piqued my interest, and one of them is uh, is a one seed in Mississippi State. Do is that seven footer still there?
1: I believe she is. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she she is just. Uh, you know, she was just a, a menace last year.
0: Yeah. And, I didn't I you know, you looking know, at the brackets through that, I, and that that was a solid Mrs. Mississippi, Mississippi State was a solid basketball team last year. Um uh their guard uh their their two front court players were, or backcourt players were really solid. But uh that big center there, I just was wanting to know which pieces they they had brought back is I I you know, you could I get you go any way you're in the sweet sixteen, but you know, you can kind of see that that coming back to a rematch. Uh,
1: of course, of course. You know? And you know that was the, who you're referencing is Tierra McCowan, who was yeah. just scary, like in all sense of the words, like just just absolutely oh, dominant so was a force
0: on, on the inside. Yeah, in,
1: in, in the in the paint, and you know, like you just had it's kind of like once in a lifetime player, and you know, they made they they made some moves in the year before, and then last year, like and especially last year, when you go back to our championship game, like we even played in the national championship last year. I mean, we, we just played so honestly bad. Like the, I, I forget what quarter it was. It was, it was the, the second, second I believe third. it. Was, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah thanks dude. It was the second. We scored like four points in the whole quarter. And you know, even, even the women's game now, like we, we ended up winning. It was, well, I think it was 62, 59 finals. So 59s, at the you know, end of the game, and that's pretty uncommon. Um, you're really going to see teams who, especially like the Irish this year, where they're going to dominate in the paint and dominate offensively. So they're going to end up scoring 70, 80,
0: even upwards of 90 points a game. Now, I, I want to make it known that I am currently ranked number five in the one foot down <laughs> in the tournament challenge,
1: <laughs> which well I done. believe
0: is the highest rank. <laughs> Of this podcast currently
1: I, I so. could see that I feel like I'm up there I took a look after the weekend But you know it, Honestly you, If you do chalk If you chalk it up In the first couple of rounds You're going to do just fine In the women's bracket
0: Oh yeah I got the, yeah. I I had the, I did have Kentucky uh, Coming into the uh, Sweet 16 And that was a mistake um, Yeah uh, NC State ended up Beating them pretty badly mm-hmm. uh, So that that was a big miss, Um, and I mean Missouri State, an eleven seed. I mean, I think that's that's a that's kind of a big one right now. You know, they beat DePaul and Iowa State, uh, sixty nine, nice and sixty. I'm
1: I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the seat, or I'm forgetting the teams they beat too. But South Dakota State was kind of an upset for me too. I think they might have been a little bit of an underdog too. But you really can kind of every year. South
0: Dakota State. uh, Yeah, they
1: beat Syracuse.
0: You know, yeah,
1: that was that was a big one.
0: Six three, right there. So right, right. You know, it's, it's maybe, maybe 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 ESPN had a little, you know, seen a few of those. Which I mean, I think that to me that feels abnormal from some years. I mean, to
1: it, that, it that, is that,
0: a, that would be a a weak men's tournament and the way that you know you see a lot more upsets. But for the women's tournament, historically, you know, it has been chalk. For the most His, part, right?
1: Historically this chalk and one thing I was actually um I, I noticed last year, um I'm showing my millennial self here, but I uh I I, I subscribed to that time hop uh app and I take a look and last year um was the first time in four years or four times ever that all one seeds made it to the final uh the final four. And when you think about the women's game, it's very interesting. You kind of think of like, oh, it's chalk, but, or, you know, normally it, you would kind of think like, oh, it's going to be all one seeds. But there's, even if the upset may be like a two over a one or a three over a one, something like that, there's going to be normally, it, you know, it's not going to be complete chalk, like complete uh, top four teams. Um, and this year might be one of those years, too, again, where it's just, it's not going to be. A top team when, especially when you got UConn, that's not a one seed. Um, you know, Oregon is just a phenomenal team,
0: and Oregon's coming in out of the same bracket as uh, as Mississippi State, so yeah,
1: right. So, one of those teams is gonna go down. And I just think with Sabrina's play, it just yeah, just set this up Louisville. a little bit
0: as far as Notre Dame storylines go. You know, Mississippi State and Oregon, and it, it might, and it, I guess before I a little farther. Notre Dame played Oregon earlier this year, correct?
1: They actually did not.
0: Okay, um, and I, so, I'm that uh, I'm we, we played. I um, wish a chance to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, All right, the, so, uh, so, let's just pretend I didn't say that. Okay.
1: No, no, we'll 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 skip up, over that.
0: Setting up kind uh, uh, the Notre Dame storylines here. Mississippi State, uh, you know, is coming out of a bracket playing Oregon, but then you you know. Really, this really interesting is like Notre Dame's biggest rivals in UConn and Louisville uh, are coming out of out of the other bracket,
2: uh, so that's to me quite interesting. Yeah, uh, then, Josh, they played Oregon in the uh, what was it, Elite Eight last year, was it yes, not that? Correct. Thank you. It see,
0: was. I'm not completely.
2: Yeah, so what, that's so, what you were thinking of. And I that, don't that, that. why you're
0: I don't know why you're talking about Oregon. I that's, never see anything about Notre Dame playing <laughs> Oregon. So why would yeah, that, you that up?
2: that's the Shea Serrano game. That was Ser- a uh, Shea Serrano game. game. Uh, um, I,
1: you know, again for our for the listeners. I don't know if,
0: what you guys, you guys so, are bringing this up So I'll,
1: I'll I'll bring this. <laughs> J, Josh will will enlighten you a little bit here. So, um, uh, so this was such a fascinating thing about last season, especially with us coming off of uh an, an unprecedented four ACL tears. Not not just four injuries to sideline starting players, but four of the same injury on the same knee. Um they had to come back from that. But also we got this writer, Shea Serrano, from uh from the ringer that, that website, and he has written some awesome books about basketball and other things. And he's also ranked the top hip hop songs from every year, starting at 1979 going toward, I think about 2006 He became
0: a big Notre Dame hoops fan.
1: He Uh, did. But, but also the contention is here. He loves absolutely loves Sabrina Ionescu from, from Oregon. And he watched like literally he last year became a huge women's basketball fan. And it was a clash of the Titans for him. To watch us play Oregon.
0: Yeah, um, I kind of get the feeling that Shea was a big uh, um, Maybury fan.
1: Yeah, Marina Mayberry, right? Yeah, yeah. Huge I, Marina I, Mayberry fan, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, and who shouldn't be? I mean, she she plays with an attitude that uh, you, you would kind of wish everybody would play with. Um, yeah. Hey, we're we're going to move on fierce. just a little bit here. Sure. So let, let, let's look at Saturday's game against Texas A&M. Um, look, just give me – Give me just some quick thoughts and predictions about uh, about what you think is going to happen here. Yeah, sure. So um, this is in Chicago, correct?
1: Is this in Chicago? So I, I mean, I'm I am, you know, I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like the team hasn't even left yet. You know, they don't play till Saturday. That's such a benefit to them. Um, it, you know, they they struggled a little bit during the year, um, lost to UConn at home, but then also just kind of some uncharacteristic losses. Um, against UNC specifically. UNC was unranked, and we went on the road and lost to them right after we beat Louisville, who was number two in the nation. We played number one, number two, um, and then we lost to them. But then also we lost to Miami, who was ranked. That was another road loss, and that was just kind of where the offense just kind of stalled completely. So uh, pretty uncharacteristic losses there. But after that, we, we, after that loss, we did not lose the rest of the season. So that helped, kind of, with going into um, the ACC tournament and then getting um, getting that number one seed and eventually beating Louisville in that final pretty handily. You know, we ended up winning by twenty plus points. Um, that got us the secure Chicago region uh, where we don't have to travel that much. So that's that's been a good thing there. Um, but it, it, you know, it, to be to be completely honest, I haven't really all that much. Watched um, Texas A&M play uh, basketball this year, but uh, I mean they're they're still bringing back a lot of a lot of talent. Last year the Irish pretty pretty much
0: handled them. Um, Are they spending way. the Mike Elko money on women's hoops over there? I'm sorry, what did you say? Are they spending that Mike Elko money on hoops over there? <laughs> I, I, I
1: really I really don't think so, and don't get me heated on that because I'll go on a rant about that too. <laughs>
0: hey, I, this is the kind of the, the form on that shit.
1: Yeah, I I I think I've said my piece about that, but um, you know they're 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 just they've been just been doing a good job. I mean, if you kind of look at it, like um, they played Wright State in their first game. But then Mark they they played a pretty solid matchup in Marquette overall in the second round game to beat them by two points. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, very good game there. But I just kind of think like overall the Irish just this year just with the offensive weapons that they have, I just feel like after this round you get to Oregon, you get to the Final Four. Um, that's really where teams are going to try to press the Irish on that. And I just, I, I just really don't see them all that matching up all that correctly, you know, completely against the Irish in their, in their matchup here. So maybe a little bit more chalk. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a little bit more competitive than their past couple games, but um, I, I just kind of see overall a chance to play for the final four coming up on Monday.
0: I mean, if, if we pull this thing off, can we, I mean, are we allowed to get a statue up while someone's still coaching? I mean, is, is, I would, that, still, would that be would that be? I think
2: I think Joe Paterno ruined that for everybody. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, you're,
0: but now you're insinuating that I'm uh, <laughs> not. That, I, I, that Ivy's up to no good, like she's <laughs> investing money and, and laundering money or something like that. And uh, I'm not gonna let you disrespect my girl like that. <laughs> <laughs> But,
1: but I but I mean maybe I mean if we go back to back, I I I don't really love doing the hypothetical game. But if we do back to back, you get you get Muffet getting three national championships. I mean, who who is, who is the last even football coach to do that for us?
0: Well, for Notre Dame, I know for a fact just because of uh um uh, fencing as a matter of fact. Oh, uh, yeah. Back-to-back national champions. Um, they ended up coming in third last week. God, I'm so knowledgeable, guys. I mean... <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're so smart, Josh. I pat myself on the back for this. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they came in third last week. Uh, and But that was the big thing. Like, if they would have won another national championship, they would have been the first athletic program in Notre Dame history to win three in a row. So... Right. Uh, that's that. Uh, that's pretty impressive for three in a row. That would be pretty impressive. Just yeah, that bombs uh, on you guys. I, I mean,
1: I, I mean, I'm all for the Muffet statue now. <laughs> even yeah, if I'll, we don't win it, I mean, oh, she I she, she team deserves team it. She is the most oh, yeah. beloved
2: coach that we have, and it's bar done. Like it's it's not even close. If the yeah. statue is not her crouching in heels, send that shit back. Yeah, we,
0: uh, yeah, we, yeah. We have done already yeah. already set our preference. Yeah. Have we? Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, also, you no. Know, could... I want that, I want the statue to uh, to those heels need to be in color. You know, you look at the stat, All the statues there that they uh, you know that they have on campus. You know, that's just it's statue, right? It's the, your statue color, but I, those heels need paint.
2: Hey, just not put another
0: knowledge bomb on, y'all? Because I know I'm just, like, I'm just an all-star right now, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, uh, the guy that designed all of the uh, – that did the sculptures on campus, Holtz or and, you know, all the stuff around the yeah, uh, yeah. stadium, I actually met him before the Michigan game last year. Um, I was on the field. Oh, cool. and, the ush- and the ushers were flagging me down and uh, b- basically trying not to make a scene out of me breaking a rule and being on the field uh, before the game. <laughs> uh, press passes allow you for after the game, not before. I was trying to talk to a photographer, and I thought I could sneak one by him. They chuckled. But uh, they, did, they did bring the guy by and uh, said, hey, do you know who this is? I said no. Uh, and I can't think of his name right now for the life of me. Um, but he is – there is a uh, Jerry McKenna, right? Exactly. And he looks just yeah. like a sculptor. Like you would think like a statue sculptor looks like he's like in his sixties and he's got this awesome beard. He's fucking dope, man. And I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not starstruck at all. Um, by people, but I thought that was super cool. And I texted my dad right then, like of all the things like, you know, when you're there working a game, the players and the coaches and all that shit that you're around, not just from Notre Dame from other programs. You know, your your old man sitting at home, and he thinks it's cool that you're doing all this stuff. And I've texted him about the guy that's helping snatch He's doing a brand-new one of New uh, Rockney. They're uh, <clears throat> doing a special thing out there uh, for the crash site in Kansas on the turnpike. Um, and like I said, man, I'm just going to go off on left field a few times, and this was one of them. Uh, this is how knowledgeable I am. I mean, that's no, that's
1: great. The, the, the one thing I
0: wish I Jude, Jude being a true wingman and googling that shit real quick. What? That's Jerry amazing. McKenna?
2: No, I actually, I it actually came to me off of my head. I, I, oh, I, would, I would totally oh. cop to, to Googling it if I did, but I, that would actually be <laughs> pulled out of the ether somewhere in the, in the brain, the old noggin. So incredible. Incredible. Super cool,
0: super cool guy. I just had to put it out there. So, you definitely want him to do it, is what I'm getting at. Absolutely,
2: like, need to jump
0: and, on this opportunity now, get him booked. And he may not. He you know maybe he already has one made. Maybe, maybe this one. Maybe maybe Notre Dame is going to completely surprise us and do something against the norm and have a surprise that's worth the.
1: Uh, worth the, it. the the there's got to be a mock up, hopefully somewhere. Also, he might need to update that mock up because for me. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but every year they do a pink zone game where they honor breast cancer survivors and they, they talk about this. And every year Muffet wears these just like pink pants with her black heels. It's just a it's just a power move. And I really <laughs> want there to be like a colorized version of that with her in the squat in the heels to be the statue.
0: Because I no think doubt. It's, there is it's, no it's, doubt it's just Muffet amazing. Muffet is coach in in women's sports and probably and maybe all sports right now i mean if we're honest i mean she's got she's got it going on
2: uh, oh definitely jerry, jerry mckenna is 81 years old so that's if what you i'm want jerry, saying. if you yeah, want jerry to do, do the statue you got to do it soon you gotta do it, soon, gotta do it saying,
0: now man. We, we, you gotta <laughs> jump on this shit now i met the guy he's seen i mean he's with it that guy's totally with it but 81 that we got to get on this
2: so unless that, Saturday- that I did Google that one, That one did not come from my brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well, all right. Well, Matt, thank you very much for, for all this women hoops talk guys. Absolutely. Everybody, everybody listening, make sure you're paying attention. Uh, Saturday four, is it four o'clock?
1: It's 4 p.m. ESPN 2.
0: Okay, Saturday because 4 p.m. Uh, women's, uh, women's basketball sweet 16. <laughs> And then men's hockey at six thirty, I believe. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a power day of sports. And it's a big. I know. I, I know people. Wave, wave your Notre Dame flag. And wave your Notre Dame flag. And I know people. I'll just say this quick. I know people. I think have kind of been reluctant, maybe, to get into the women's hoop game, literally watch it, because now we're getting into just the best of the best playing every year, and it, it, it is it is so much fun to watch. Clearly, it's on a little bit different level of the men's game, but there there is still so much athletic talent that oh, happens in these games. It's incredible. You, I, you 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 people, if you're a basketball fan, college sports fan, you got to watch it because it's just great theater, and the the girls that play just ball out.
0: I mean, and let's face it, no, there was not a better storyline last year than Arike's t- you know, two game winners. I mean, Ari-
1: Arike hits it. Yeah. We, we have four people with ACL injuries like last year. If you got to go back to those teams with like Skylar Diggins and Natalie at and all those player and, and like Jewel Lloyd, like last year's team should not have won it, but they did. And it was just an incredible story.
0: All right. Well, Hey guys, we are going to take a quick commercial break, uh, or whatever the hell we're going to call it, uh, for the podcast <laughs> business. Uh, so, and when we come back, uh, we're going to go off the rails just a little bit more, so uh, stay with us just a moment. All right, okay. Something that's uh, I'm going to get into something that's a little dear, near and dear to my heart, and that uh, and I think to everybody involved in this podcast uh, tonight. Uh, a little Big Ten hate. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to set the stage just a little bit. And then I'm going to throw it over to Jude, who has no idea that I'm doing this. And, <laughs> and he's going to lay it out just a little bit, because I, I, know, I, I know him. I know what he did today. I know, I know he researched this a, a little bit better than, uh, than my brush-ups. <clears throat> so, you know, what just happened? Notre Dame Hockey just won the Big Ten for the second year in a row. Two years in, two championships. And I guess all I was thinking was, This is all Jim Delaney's fault. I mean, Jim Delaney ruined college football so Notre Dame could win some Big Ten championship. And I mean that that, it's just such a it's a silly statement, but I'm but it is so there's so much truth packed into that little bit that it's sick. Jude, let's talk conference realignment just a little bit. Okay. Let's take it back. So, obviously, thirty years ago, we're looking at like what five independent teams, right? Maybe even more, like thirty independent. Teams, correct?
2: There were a there were a bunch, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, were, it was a shit ton. Right, lots of teams.
0: Um, and slowly but surely, the conferences started gobb- gobbling these up. Believe it or not, the ACC was only seventeen at one at one point. Wow. Um, and that, you, know, you, you look at this and you're kind of like, damn, you know, things have been blowing up. Yeah. Uh, and what we're, really get, what we're really getting at here is, was the, uh, I am not even sure, the, the pandemonium, just the mass hysteria that went on in, I, I believe it was the summer of 2011. And it, it, it was legit. Like every day, Brett McMurphy's on Twitter, just changing the entire college football universe. Um Many rumors got thrown around. Many, many different scenarios were tossed out there by experts, the so-called experts. And what was real, the real driving force behind everything, obviously, was that dollars and cents. And so, But if you could put the dollars and cents behind Jim Delaney, commissioner of the Big Ten, like his number one goal has been to get Notre Dame into the Big Ten. Like that's like a big, that's a big lifelong bullet, right? Yeah. And so all these moves, these chess moves that were made prior leading up, everything was p- positioning to try to maybe not quite force Notre Dame's hand, but to push him in that direction. And throughout the whole thing, Jack Swarbrick, as much criticism as anyone wants to give this man, uh, and he deserves a lot of it this is one case where he really he fought the fight and he's a champion i mean he he's rocky in rocky 4 all right so not only was jim delaney involved here but texas was a big factor too and why because dollars and cents everything revolves around money avarice is the root of all evil especially in college football and what was going on in the big 12 after the Big 12 then merge, right? They go from the Big Eight, uh, the teams that were left over from the Southwest Conference come together. And right away, Texas is trying to call the shot right away in the Big 12. And these schools are fucking letting them. You know, they, the language inside the Big, Ten, the Big 12 agreements all leaned like Texas's way. Like for whatever reason, and this was before, I mean, we're talking early 90s. But this is before, like, the era of, like, the giant uh, media contract, you know, with conferences. So, you got Texas over here. You got the 10 over here. And Texas is, I mean, Notre Dame's not alone in, in the wish list of, the, of Jim Delaney, you know, with Texas. So, you, you got Texas pissing schools off. They're pissing off Nebraska. Tom Osborne, who's a, who's a no-shit-taking, you know, Cornhusker man. You know, he's not really buying into this whole Nebraska calling the shots thing. And he's the old big eight guy as it is. And as the athletic director in Nebraska, it was really the the first big domino was probably was Nebraska jumping to the Big Ten. Jude, how much how how right am I about this so far?
2: (laughs) Uh, So far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: just do a little fact (laughs) check.
2: Um, right. I remember so, being in. I remember ahead. being an undergrad at Notre Dame, and the big year for us was '99. I mean, I, not mm-hmm. to jump ahead in your story here, but that's when the Big Ten made the formal overture that the Board of Trustees at Notre Dame actually ended up voting no on. Uh, the one that Bray thought,
0: the one that Mike Bray talks about openly. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, that's all Mike Wadsworth's doing. He was the AD at the time. So right.
0: Yeah, and that so and that was so we're talking. A decade prior,
2: right? Right. From... So yeah. So they, they made an overture if I if I recall correctly, and they made an overture say like nineteen ninety four ish maybe, and Notre Dame flat out said no. And then ninety nine they said, let's think about that, and that's when they actually brought it to the board of trustees. So, and in their wisdom. Uh, uh, I believe it was if it wasn't 100 percent, it was it was it was damn close to 100 percent people. I remember
0: early Internet and an early Internet craze because uh, back then petition letters were huge. And I, I do remember a strong push um, from uh, mostly alums at that point, uh, but alums and, and, and other fans about keeping Notre name out of the Big Ten. Do you, do you remember that? Say that again, I'm sorry. The the, the big petition push uh, that was going on to, from a from alums uh to the B.O.T. about about staying the fuck out of the Big Ten. I mean like, I like there I was no, there was a I, lot of pressure they, outside of the outside of that room to stay out of the Big Ten, correct?
2: Matt, you were gonna jump in here. Oh no, I was just gonna say sorry to
1: interrupt guys, but I was gonna say the, the quote that I saw was Chuck Lennon, the you know president of the, the alumni association. I thought I saw literally 99.5% is what he said. Yeah, so there you like go. Pretty much everybody. Right. was and just there's one idiot absolutely against
2: that. it. There's probably like one, two and, people. And I remember there was a series of editorials, and it was like the people that were most for it that I remember were the people who were doing research at Notre Dame because they were going to join this like consortium. Uh and it would allow them to have access to, you know, more grant money or more opportunities to to go around or whatever. And they're the only ones I can remember who were for it. It was purely purely academic uh, reasons. But in terms of like you know Catholic identity and character and private versus you know the big you know you think of Big Ten you think of big big public schools. You know what I mean? Right. So
0: and, and I guess that's to my point of we already know what happens to to private schools inside the Big Ten because we see what happens with Northwestern. And this isn't just a football, you know, this isn't just a football decision. This is an everyday life decision between athletics, academics. It it all goes hand in hand. And so, yes, Notre Dame remains independent in football, and they have their – right now, you know, they have everything else in the ACC outside of hockey, killing the Big Ten. But they're able to keep that independent identity – and not be dictated to by anyone else. They're able to call yeah. their shots how they see fit for themselves. Correct.
2: And and I think it's important to remember. And, and I love clearing this misconception up because a lot of people say, "Oh, well, if we join that conference, then the NBC money would go away." Like, okay, yes, but you have you have to understand. And this is credit to Jim Delaney, as much as we don't want to give credit uh, to Jim Delaney for anything. <laughs> uh, the Big Ten's share to their member schools is now bigger. Than Notre Dame gets reportedly from NBC. So in nineteen ninety nine, that was not the case. In nineteen ninety nine, what Notre Dame was going to take from NBC was more than what the Big Ten was being splitting up from its schools. So that was that was another thing that people people fixate on. Still, they they say, "Oh well, we have this huge NBC contract." Well, n- not anymore. With the Big Ten Network, that's actually it's actually reversed.
0: And that and I love that you bring that up because that that. That proves so many. I don't know if it proves any points, or, but it says a lot because everyone, it, it's just such bullshit. It's so hypocritical of, of the media and the fans. If you go back to when Notre Dame first went with NBC, that first contract, the editorials, and they were just, I mean, they were roasted for being greedy. And it was all about the money, and they're going to ruin college football because they are breaking away from what the CFA was doing with television and all this shit. I mean, they got I mean, they got a lot of fucking heat for making that decision. But now, then you go you fast forward, you know, 25 years and everyone's like, "Well, they got to make this jump. It's more money. It's more money. It's more right. money."
2: And I, and, 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 is, not, and we've ta- we talked about it a million times if it was just about the bottom line, then this would become a more attractive Uh, Option for them and I and obviously their their allegiance is not to the big Ten it's to to the ACC if they're going to join a conference, but um, You know if it were that about about that, but you know Jack Swarbrick is looking at more than just uh, You know, what's my what's my revenue share if if uh, you know the football team doesn't go to a bowl game But other Big Ten schools or other ACC schools do go to a bowl game. It's about the identity it's about how the alums love the independence and you know what they you got to keep the alums happy because they're the ones who uh, pump yeah. up your endowment. You, you know, know, and I, and I, and I will say this, like to interject guys,
1: like if you look, I, I know that money's a different thing and you got to take a look at that baseline. But if you watch the games now, like I I know that you, we could probably make it, have a more lucrative deal, but if you take a look at NBC now, you watch the games, like, I know they strive to be, oh, we're not Notre Dame Network, but you watch them.
0: Oh, I like, don't get us start. Don't get you and I started on that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going
1: to They fucking this. absolutely should be. Well, no, they should be. <laughs> no, but, no, but I get that. But at the same time, like, even if they're not trying to do that, like, what other team in the country, Big Ten, anybody conference affiliated, like, you're going right. to go on. You're going to watch the broadcast. You, you're not going to be able to see on any other broadcast your team run out of the tunnel, your team sing the alma mater with your students. Like that's just not going to happen.
2: So I know, you know the what? money don't could have be to, a baseline. But we don't have yeah. to play fucking Friday nights either. We're not exactly hamstrung exactly. by the stupid ass Big Ten whims where they're just like, hey, let's let let's add Rutgers because we get the New York market and let's and it, move the basketball tournament from yeah. Washington to uh to New York because that makes sense, right? Right. Oh, absolutely.
0: And and you're you're leading in you're leading into the main point here about how conference realignment really is just fucking ruined college football. I mean so you, you got these you got Delaney just with a boner for Notre Dame. Uh you know a 30 year boner <laughs> for South Bend. And you got Texas who's just greedy as fuck and is just has no problem shitting on the teams that they do business with every day. And between those two, really those two, now you start having all this change in college football.
1: Right. And even,
0: and, conference. I mean, and nothing makes sense, right? Like, no, no fucking and, conference with a number in it. The Pac 12 is the only one that makes sense. And they're a fucking horrible conference.
1: And they're <laughs> terrible. And, and Josh, you, you bring up this great point. I was looking back and I, it wasn't even just today. It was a long time ago. I was looking back. When we won the championship in 88, four of the top five teams were independent. Yep. Michigan was the only one in the in the top five that was in a conference. You know, you look at us, West Virginia, Miami, Florida State, we are all technically independent. So let just go back to your point me, about yeah. conference alignment. Like, I don't really know where we were going with that.
0: Right, and that's from the – that's when the conference is working up these media rights. Yeah. You know, and all that makes sense. Like the fact that all these schools like Penn state and Miami, everything that they've done, I I, I don't blame them for the moves they made. I wish they, I rather they would have stayed independent because I think in this day and age now, their independence would make more sense. But in the early nineties, when all the, all these new, you know, we're, we're coming you got to remember, we're coming out of the dark ages of the CFA, and ESPN. Yeah. As much as everyone wants to shit on ESPN, and rightfully so, you know they they really brought college sports, you know, out in the fucking open with, with the, all the games that they were broadcasting. And hell, back then, ESPN just had ESPN. They didn't have the twenty different ESPN channels that they had. The Ocho. Yeah, they're pumping out the Ocho. <laughs> yeah. So you know all the all those independents, you know, you know l- latching on. Makes total sense. But then, you know, all of a sudden, 2011, now you got all these crazy, you know, and I guess as a side note, you could do a whole, I mean, you could probably do a, you know, a college class on this, you know, just examining all this. But the only thing in media that's worth advertising dollars is fucking live sports anymore. Technology has made advertising change so drastically over the last 20 years. DVRs. No one, no one watch, no one watches shows in real time. Like no one's like, oh fuck, I didn't make it home at eight o'clock. Um, even you know back when people had VCRs recording shit, no one could set it up right, anyways. So they were trying to watch that live. Now no one's watching commercials. Any advertising that you're seeing is generally through live sports or online, right? Like when's the last? I can't it's remember the, the last time I watched. it It's the, the live.
2: pre-roll before my YouTube video shows. That's yeah, where yeah. I get my commercials. Yeah.
0: So, you have all these forces coming together. And that summer of 2011, I mean, it was every, every day there's just some kind of shit. And then it wasn't just rumors, Like, things started happening. Teams started bolting. Uh, you know, like Missouri, who, who, were, who was trying to get into the Big Ten, and the Big Ten's like, nah, dog. And the SEC's like, <laughs> what's up, man? And then, and this is, goes with a general point then you get the SEC grow grabbing te- you know what's more what's more the southwest conference than A&M trying to dick Texas because yeah. they're because they're getting dicked. i mean it's the ultimate i mean it, i give kudos to A&M for doing it cuz it's the ultimate fuck you move as you know as they slide out slide out of the big 12 and into the SEC but what you did you know as a kid growing up i mean how many Thanksgiving games that I watch, Texas, Texas AM. You know, I mean. Sure. Yeah. And then you start putting all this other stuff, all this other shit together. All these games that are done, you know, it's Nebraska, Oklahoma. It's gone. Right. I mean, it just there's all sorts of things that made college football great. And what makes college football great is its, is its rivalries. I mean, it in a day and age where everything is. I do Twenty-four hour news cycle. And with college football. You could still reach back fifty years and and pull shit that that applies to today within these rivalry games. I mean, it it's what and, makes college football. It's what he, It's it's a special sauce.
2: And it's what makes it different from the NFL. And that's why Josh thinks the Navy series should continue indefinitely. Absolutely fucking not. That, <laughs> nothing.
0: Jude, don't use my own words against me. Oh my God. <laughs> uh,
2: not all rivalries are are created equal. I think that's the only point we're making that, right? It's not a rivalry. Nebraska-Oklahoma Nebraska, is It's a fucking pissed.
0: Wookiee life debt, all right? It's not a rivalry. So, and that's what I'm getting at. So, all this shit has changed. and And yes, there still is Ohio State-Michigan. There still is Auburn-Alabama. There still is notre dame usc but you know a lot of this is a lot of what has happened has affected college football scheduling just the overall nature of you know of the parody of the sport i mean we have no idea how much conference realignment has affected i mean because we don't have a fucking time machine and we can't do the butterfly effect so but you know did all all this happening did that retain what was going on down south because it's about that time in 2010 you know 2007 and 8 when it when it really all started heading back uh you know your your best teams heading down south and people look at uh you know just demographics and like the, the north exodus back into the south well that happened a lot much longer time ago so you can some of that does relate but I mean, you just got this fucking big pot of of shit. And it and the guy that's holding the ladle is fucking Jim Delaney. And he did it all so Notre Dame could win the Big Ten two years in a row. He may not have thought it was hockey, but damn it, he fucking got Notre Dame to put a Big Ten banner up in South Bend.
2: You know. I really wish they'd burn that banner. Both of them now. Uh, it is. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I love it though. Like, <laughs> it, it is great that no other like, team has ever won two big it's like, men hockey teams since, games except since for us.
1: we since we have been in. Like, we just dominated, and like I like Josh, I get your point. Like, it, it, it was all Jim Delaney, and you're probably saying like, oh man, like we we had to be in it to get him a success. But I just kind of see it as like a big middle finger, personally. To the whole Big Ten. It's just like y- you you needed us. And that that was the whole narrative, you know, at least what I heard was like what was great oh,
0: was the deputy commissioner getting booed on the ice.
1: Uh, with, yeah.
0: When they were presenting the trophy. But,
1: but 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 you know, like when I grew up and I'm I'm a little bit younger than you guys, and like I, I grew up and you know, I, I kept having to hear this stuff like, oh man, Notre Dame would benefit so much from the Big Ten. And just to see us dominate two straight years and be like, no, it's literally all wrong. Like, you guys need us, clearly. And it's just, it's just kind of a big middle finger to them, and I I just find it hilarious.
0: And, see, and because of all of this, though, too, to me, it, it's ruined one of my favorite rivalries. And that's, because you know, because this did force Notre Dame's hand, right? Like, right. we would not have we may have had all of our sports in the ACC besides football, but without all this fucking giant mess, they probably wouldn't assign the five team deal. Right. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that that's a safe assumption. Jude, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's absolutely fair. I think that they were, there was a concern about, I thought, I thought, you know, a couple of years ago, we were moving towards uh, six super conferences of like 22 to 24 teams Um, and I think Notre Dame saw the writing on the wall and said, let's hedge, you know, and it's, it is a hedge and, you know, and I, and I know that it drives people nuts. It's, it's like sort of being half pregnant. It's sort of like a thing that doesn't exist, but, um, you know, I, I think it's been beneficial for, it's certainly been beneficial for the ACC. I mean, look at the ticket sales. Uh, for all the teams that host Notre Dame, uh, and then look at them, compare them to the year prior or the year after when Notre Dame's not there, it it makes a difference. People want to see Notre Dame uh, play their favorite uh, ACC school or whatever. So um, it's a, been a mutually beneficial uh, agreement, and um, and and I I think that it was the right move. Uh, I still, you know, I I don't. Oh, think it was, it's
0: de- it was definitely the right move for Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: I don't think it, I don't think it really faced that much criticism. I think people understood it as a. I, I think people who who are halfway intelligent, understood it for what it was, but which see, when, was a mutually beneficial agreement. Another
0: big shame here, and an- another thing to fucking punch Delaney in the face over is, it, you know, because what he did fucking destroyed the Big East. Now, yeah, I, enjoy, I, I really enjoy Notre Dame being in the ACC for, for, you know, four hoops. But there's always that part of me that... Reaches back and misses the
2: Big East, you know. Well, Boston College and Syracuse East. lay some in yeah, there too for you know. bowling to the ACC. Right, but but
0: they but they don't make those moves without the Big Big East imploding. You know, what I'm saying? I mean this this all this all goes right. back to the, the the chess moves made by the Big Ten, and you know to get Nebraska to expand the media rights. Then they start plucking and everyone else needs to feel like they need to start fucking plucking. So they start And then, you know, then there's money over here. Then there's money over there. And then you and, got this conference, who is basically a basketball conference that made, that got themselves some football in the Big East. And you're fucked because the money's all in football. It's not in basketball. So it ruined a great basketball conference. And, and not only that, but it did. The football that was in the Big East at the time of all that was up and coming. I mean, a team like Cincinnati, I mean, Cincinnati should fucking riot. They should be outside the Big Ten offices. Well, so, <laughs> Cincinnati was Cincinnati with, with B,
1: I mean, BK, no matter what you think about it, but then also, I mean, you, we all saw it, like, 08, what was that year, when Rutgers rushed the field against Louisville. Like, that's a Big East game. Yeah. You know, like, now not anymore, but it was back then. Yeah, it,
0: it – it, this all totally destroyed the Big East. I mean, and now and, it's and the
1: They Catholic even poached term. Maryland from the ACC. Like, he's going to ACC territory now with trying to get Maryland up in here and right. everything.
0: So. And, I mean, look at the pro- – if you're a Big Ten fan, how fucking happy really are you about Rutgers and Maryland being – I mean, I get Nebraska. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I was telling you guys this before before the show. I called the Nebraska move many moons ago uh, on a podcast with Michael Felder uh, in the bleachers. And, you know, I knew this was going to happen. But it was a great fit for the Big Ten and for Nebraska, really. Even though it it killed rivalries within the Big Eight for Nebraska, it was a good fit. That's one of your more solid power moves, right? Mm -hmm. But then you fucking start reaching Mm -hmm. into Rutgers and Maryland. And – I really not a whole lot of disrespect for Maryland, but it's just not a Big Ten fit.
2: And so I now mean, you got to. The Maryland the thing made sense because Maryland's basketball team was so potent back then. In well, th-
0: it's a big fucking lacrosse yeah. coup, is what it is. Yeah. What the Big Ten did was they fucking swallowed yeah. up. They act- now they acted like they're a big lacrosse conference. Just because yeah, Maryland's now they got Johns and- Hopkins up in the and- Big Ten, I mean, technically. Hopkins.
2: I think the I outreach saying- to uh, New York's one true college football team, Rutgers, uh, <laughs> know they're based in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's seen as what it was, which was a, a nakedly uh, a attempt to get, um, you know, TV conglomerates to uh, carry the Big Ten network in New York City.
0: Right. And, but then now it, it just it hindered your product so much because there was no fucking way, and we've seen it already, that Rutgers was going was to be able to compete on the scale of the Big Ten
2: in any sport. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you about I mean you know, Matt is right in though know, it is a two thousand seven and two thousand eight, like Rutgers was pretty awesome.
0: Right. Uh, but but you know, you it's in the you're talking long haul. It's a, it's just but like two thousand twelve if you put Boise State, you know, you take Boise State at their height and you throw them in the fucking big twelve or, or whatnot, Boise State isn't Boise State. You know, there's there's not that there's a there's a different level of play within the Big Ten what the Big E. So it's going to be a, well, a lot for them to maintain that level of success.
1: Well, well sure. I, I, I think, and, honestly, and I think we're
0: seeing that straight up. And I and
1: I think, you know, we, we mentioned it a little bit, like trying to get the, the focus out there and the outreach overall to these teams. I think, honestly, one of the funniest things, if we're going to go back to Jim Lee and the Big Ten overall, is the first game ever on the Big Ten network was – Michigan-Appalachian State.
2: Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's, like,
1: it, 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 it's just so perfect that it happened that way, that like not everybody in, Mich- in the state of Michigan could get it. Because I was growing up in the state of Michigan back then. Like Not everybody could get it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like one of the biggest upsets ever in the, in the history of college football. And that happens within the Big time Network. I just, I, I just find I was it so perfect.
0: Line, I was standing in line to Notre Dame Stadium. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> headed in that uh, day to face uh, the Ramblin' Wreck.
1: Oh, Damn uh, yeah. it, it's just Demetrius a, it's Jones. A Demetrius Jones. It's a day
0: I'll never, day I'll never forget.
2: Yep. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I will never forget uh, when the Michigan Holy trinity of stay. Demetrius Jones, Evan Sharpley, and Jimmy <laughs> yep. Clawson Oh, oh my yep. God.
0: Yep. I'll fucking blame Jim Delaney on that one, too. <laughs> 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 so, I mean this has been a big hodgepodge of what the fuck, uh, for the last, you know, 25 minutes. But, but really if you, if you, if you look at all the individual pieces and you throw them in this giant pot that we got going on, it all makes sense that Jim Delaney is a fuck and that ruined college sports purely out of for cable subscriptions to the fucking big 10 network. I mean, is that a, that's a pretty accurate statement, right?
2: I mean, I think Jim Delaney has a mixed record. I, I think that there's there was some you know, he's you he, for if you're in his conference, he did a lot of great things for, for the for the member schools or whatever. But um yeah, if you wanna look at the thirty thousand foot view and talk about all the realignments and the and what's what's got screwed up, yeah, I think yeah, things definitely got screwed up. And he was and, and remember he was also the one who said the college football playoff would never work or was poo pooing <laughs> that. So you know, um, it, it all, and what he really, it's much did better than is, the BCS, I think, you know? Yes. One of the things, one of the big things that he did,
0: and this goes back to a point I was trying to make a few minutes ago and then got,
2: <laughs> I sidetracked myself,
0: was that, you know, be, because Notre Dame kind of, I won't say they, they didn't really get painted into a corner. They were, they were, they came out, they kicked down the door of their own fucking house with a machete in their hand and they were going to make a decision and they decided not to cut everybody up but to make a deal and that was with the ACC. So what they did though was is they really fucking forced Notre Dame's hand to move away from scheduling Big 10 teams. Like if if Notre Dame wasn't if Notre Dame wasn't in this five game
2: uh, yeah then we would ACC, be playing Purdue and Michigan State thing, still, and, and
0: yeah. To me, me that me that's a sadness because I not the Purdue. Michigan State to me is like my number 2 game of all, like my number 2 Rivalry of all time. It's USC, and then it's for me. It's I wish we
1: played them every year.
0: Yeah, that that's a fucking rivalry. Uh, And for whoever wants to, Notre Dame is the only school that has huge issues with how you use that word. But I will fucking die on that hill. I will fight you physically over the fact that Michigan State football is a rivalry. Was a rivalry. It's one of the older ones. It's got a fucking trophy, for God's sakes. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's all gone now. You know, we, we beat them in 2017. Uh, and, and it was a great moment. A, what a, an awesome moment of Kelly in the in the locker room going absolutely berserker. <laughs> and, <laughs> but that game doesn't happen again until what? Like 2025 Ma? or something? Like that? Yeah. Like, something like that. 2026. It, it's a long ways away. And so effectively what Delaney did is, as hard as he tried to get Notre Dame into the conference, he only pushed him. I mean, he's like that. He's the fucking jealous boyfriend, you know, tracking his girlfriend down, trying to get her to go, come over to mom's house for spaghetti. And instead she's over at Ronnie's house, fucking eating tacos. That's that's exactly what we're doing right now. We are chopping on some fucking killer tacos. Instead of fucking fattening ourselves up on uh, a big fucking bowl of pasta. And, we would have been fine with the pasta if you weren't trying to fucking smother us with it. And, you know, with your fucking mom, nobody wants to deal with your mom. And that's basically what it boils down to. His legacy is that he tried so fucking hard, he pushed us away. Like, you could have had... Right. And they did. The Big Ten had... had the ACC deal with us without it being a right Right? You know, whether it be Michigan, Michigan State. Drew. Yeah. For, yeah. They, they were, we were... Know it in Penn State, you know, we've had Indiana. We and Ohio honest, State. There, honestly,
1: there was, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Josh. I don't mean to cut you off, but oh, wait. honestly, they could have had us
2: what 60, 70 years ago. If oh my God, don't open up this can of worms. I, don't don't. I, let's I don't not want, do fielding yos. Okay, because we'll go I, on I, another I, ten I, minutes.
1: I yeah. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna step away from that because I literally could go on for days about that. But <laughs> I, I, anyway. I, I,
0: I'm glad you put that flag up in there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to walk by that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm just gonna say this could have been solved a long time ago. There at the United Nations, (laughs) notice the Latvia fucking flag up there. That's that's, I mean that's what I'm saying here. Jim Delaney's main goal as a commissioner, whether he wants to admit it or not. Is this money grab? And it's an it was an it's a Notre Dame grab. I mean, they're just so yeah. cute, you know. They got the Skulls of Dome, and they got all these titles. I mean, they're look at them; they're just so fucking pretty, you know. And I'm here in Chicago, and I'm kind of lonely because I mean, there's Illinois and Northwestern, but you know, you know right there is fucking South Bend, and Notre Dame, and oh god, I just want to, I just want to call them up, sign <laughs> them over to the picnic. <laughs> So, and in doing so, he just fucking not only wrecked the harmony that that was going on within that region, but just the whole fucking country got lit on fire, you know.
2: And
0: we didn't even get into like the effects on the Pac-12, and you know, this weird thing. I mean, it's it's still funny to me that Colorado is in the Pac-12. That's a, a it's a, to me, it's funny BYU thinking that they were during all this thought that oh hey we can do this we can be independent you know <laughs> they're like the cautionary tale of trying to be like Notre Dame and that has not worked out for them it's like they lost their coach who was you know you don't really think of, of BYU losing a coach who was so Mormon that he didn't think payouts really belonged to that team because he wasn't Mormon enough you wouldn't think you would lose that coach. Fucking Virginia. Uh, so, I mean, there, the, it was such a chaotic time, and it was unnecessary. I mean, and now you're looking at it like people are kind of waiting for like a round two, like a calmer round two, like of things like shaking out. And what the Big Twelve has done, I mean, the Big Twelve is Texas is just a joke sitting there with his name, the Big Twelve, and you got all these teams that dying. Like, Cincinnati and, and UCF had these fucking massive like hour-long PowerPoint plans to get into the Big 12. Had their meetings. And then they're like, nah, dog. We're cool at 10. Like, not even, like, that, that's their only reason. Like, they just, like, nah. change their mind. And so you got all these teams that were you know, and I, and I do feel bad for a school like Cincinnati who, who was on the up and, co- you know, covers list. They're in a great spot. Ohio is a is a great recruiting state. You have one massive state school, and the rest are MAC schools. And then they're sitting, you know, with Cincinnati. You're in a great position to be that other state school. You know, like Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, all these other states do it. Ohio doesn't. You know, they got the one. So Cincinnati was trying to make position themselves to, to for it to be like that, and they were getting there. And then now they did. Once you get knocked down a peg, you know you're, you're basically screwed, and that's where they're sitting at. They're basically screwed, and it all this, all of it. Jim Delaney is just the worst. He's the fucking worst. He fucking ruined everything.
2: So I just wanted to add that Bronco Mendenhall's children's names are Cutter, Breaker, and Raider, and that's all I had to say. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I did. Know
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't even do it, man. You throw the West Coast guy into Virginia's arms with those children's names. I mean, uh, what, what was the linebacker from uh, Navy that we all love? The one that fucking flew like Superman? Oh, to
2: yeah. It um, was Rico um, or no? Wave Rider? Uh, oh, God. He was awesome. Yeah. No, well, that was Ram Vila. I'm sorry, oh, Ram Vila. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, thinking of. There, yeah. was a, there was like a Wave Rider kid on that on that team, too. Oh, they were stocked with good names that year. Um, fuck Navy. We'd never play him again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, God, I can't think of. I want to say it's Dylan Waverider. Right? He had a brother, too. There was like two Wave Riders. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever it is. surfer dude in the Navy. I mean, who who the hell is gonna like? Oh, uh,
2: yes, uh, Captain. Yeah, Wave R- Rider and Blaze Rider. I just looked it up. Wave Rider, yes. and Blaze Rider. All right.
0: See, there you go. Who the incredible? F- I want to
2: know what rank he is now, because if he's captain, he should just stop. I feel like I'm. We're cheating on Pat Sullivan if we're going to talk about names, though. We should probably yeah. hold that for a future podcast. I agree. The,
0: well, speaking of names, and we'll 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 see if Pat is paying attention. Um. Deadspin is a little taboo around the SB Nation area. Oh. <laughs> they had their uh, they did their annual name thing, and uh, there was one Notre Dame player who who made the cut. Do you guys happen to know who that was? On their other field of sixty four for best name in sports, Ooh. Was it
2: Nana. Yeah, I mean Nana's a good guess. Uh, Lowy, maybe. Oh. I, I'm trying to think here.
0: I know Pat would get this. Even if he didn't see, if he even if he didn't see it, I know he'd get this. Is it Ovi? No. Sibo. Sibo. Well, uh, yeah. Saborious. Yeah. Yes. And they and they went with the Sibo spelling. So yeah. okay,
1: they didn't go with the full name.
0: Oh no, which is, I, I mean, I'm not sure which one's better, the Sibo or Saborious. It, it's a great fucking name,
2: is what it it's is. It's either one, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And, I you think know. you always have to sing Sibo's uh, first name uh, to the tune of Duran Durant's notorious Saborious. anyways I continue
0: <laughs> <laughs> And so now that we're an hour or five minutes into this, we, we are we're just from that pile of uh, just hate and uh, whatever the fuck that was,'re we're just we're just gonna dive a little into spring ball now that we talked about Sibo. that was a hell of a segue. Like if I didn't, talk, right there, Jude. That was an awesome segue.
2: We did like, you know, speaking of.
0: So, anyways, God, I wish I could just edit me uh, me telling you guys my style, but I'm not good. <laughs> um, so, you know, spring ball, we're in it, and things have been going on, and generally, uh, everyone's saying the same things, uh, which is great. Something I've noticed is that. Avery Davis might be a, a two year junior jabby. Uh, can you talk oh, about that? Junior
1: jabby. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen. Okay, so let's talk. Let me set it up like this, and then, Jude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it over to you to talk about it for a second. So, Notre Dame needs a nickel. Sean Crawford out for the spring. And just the way Brian Kelly talked about eh, it, it's kind of iffy. I, 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 instead of 100% guaranteed that he that he'll be a full go ready in fall, I'm down that back down about 70%, uh, just on the general manner, which Kelly talked about. So you're still needing a nickel. Crawford's hurt, and you move Houston Griffith over to boundary, which has seemed like a, a really solid move so far this spring. Uh, but you still need a nickel. So they went and gra- grabbed Avery Davis, who just had all sorts of issues last year at running back, so just running back and he was the big talk last year you know as a speed guy moving over to running back uh you know gonna be a guy that they can get in the space and all this and so now they got him at nickel except the problem is is that kyle hamilton's name keeps getting brought up and just about every time kyle hamilton's name gets brought up kelly doesn't do the normal like coach thing like they're kind of like yeah, we're just kind of waiting until June, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, it. A, a little bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right?
0: Yeah, so let's talk about Avery Davis, man. Is he? Is he? Is he going to get the two-year junior job?
2: I mean, I don't mean to misquote Tim Priester, but I think he said something like, almost like it's his job to lose, or he's the front runner oh. for the job. And I just thought, oh my lord, are we? Are we that? hard up for nickel that there's there's avery no way Davis meant that as a, an opinion that.
0: there's no way that priest met meant that as a real opinion of his is
2: it yeah i i don't I've, i don't want to misquote him so i but watch the practice report video from i think it was yesterday and he said something very complimentary about his 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 standing avery davis's standing as for the nickel and and i get sometimes it's like a who's left standing but and that's uh, what it
0: is, though. I mean, he's the one who sta- who's, I mean, even I. It just doesn't make any sense
2: because that's yeah.
0: not the general feel about. I mean, yeah, he he is the star. He is technically he is the man right now, right?
2: Yeah.
0: But do we really feel that way when Cal Hamilton shows up? I mean, like that should be the caveat with everything. When Sean Crawford gets healthy, I, mean, I don't know. I I think I remember what you're talking about because they. It might have been, he might have wrote about it where he liked what he saw in Davis and something about Hamilton, but maybe Hamilton's length works against him there, which is weird because everyone talks about how great his length, how much of an asset his length is as a nickel.
2: Uh, I mean, can we run down the history of people moving successfully in one year from an offensive position to a defensive position? I mean, it's like James Onwalu, James Thomas. What's that? Travis, Thomas, Thomas. Lineba- Travis oh, yeah, from, Thomas. From running back to linebacker, right? Yep. That's, that's the other. only one I can think of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's he's, tough. There's a lot more success the other way around. Uh, the, yeah, they, right. They tried, Troy, Mitch, Troy, Mitch Troy Nicholas went the other way, right? Defensive lineman. Yeah, that's true. Troy Nicholas went Stewart the
0: other the spring, way. They moved him from guard to nose tackle. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I mean, how many times did Matthias Farley move? You
2: know, yeah. you start... I mean, oh, yeah. CJ Prosize went from safety to... That's to true, run back CJ Prosize. Yeah, so he kind of, of did Wide the receiver, off. running back.
0: That
2: thing. Um, and Kavari but, Russell? I, but I mean, you get my point, right? Yeah. Sometimes, like, when you, they move guys around, it's like a Darnell Ewell situation, which is like, we literally don't know where to put this guy. Like, he's just not a fit for what we're trying to accomplish. I think the Carnell Yule's situation is a
0: situation that I don't think they've ever been in before. I think I mean and I I don't I, I say this with a ton of respect for a college student, college student athlete, but I just don't I think whoever was scouting him, they messed that one up.
2: They missed, they went. But yeah, I mean he was, was
0: to, I, he was a top 100 oh yeah, guy he was too. a top one hundred guy too. Four-star kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of weight was put on the big boy there. Um, that was a huge get. That was a huge signing. You know, on signing day, that's who you were pumping your fists about. And then when he showed up, it was just like, nah, dog, Kurt Heinisch is it. <laughs> what? And, and, which is great. I mean, I, lo- I love Heinisch. I mean, fucking, he might be one of my favorite top five on the team right now. But you, everyone was so blown away, you thought it was, well, maybe it was just because he was out of shape. But this is, you know what, he's going into his junior year here, and you still have no idea where to put him at.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Anyways, I didn't mean to derail. I'm just, I'm very, like, I'm very low on the whole Avery Davis as starting nickel thing. I'm just, I call me skeptical. I'm not watching the practices. Maybe I should trust the media more than I do. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And I I think if it's, if it's in place for the beginning of 2019, then we are in bad straits for the nickel position.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I just I, I I don't buy it, and I I I just won't allow myself. Uh, I mean, I I guess we're all we're all like uh, totally tuned into what has gone on in the spring over the years, right? With with who's hot and and all that, and even the fall camp has done that, and just the I, way that whole situation has come together, I I can't put any anyway, I can't see him being starter day one against you know, against. The I Utah. mean,
1: I mean, I love to be pleasantly surprised, but. Oh, for I sure. See him from from being small, he going QB to running back like all the way to nickel. It just seems like the weirdest transition to me. I, I don't
0: know. but I mean I mean the theory, the theory is sound a little bit, right? Because I mean, yeah, what do you always say about about a guy? because his hands were suspect as a running back slash slot guy. And so the theory is usually correct, where you, that guy, he's athletic enough, you put him on defense then, right? And sure. they, that's what they would say about defensive players. But just the – I can't remember what Avery Davis played in high school, but he played high school football in Texas. And generally, in the state of Texas, they, at big, t- big schools like he played at, you're not playing both ways as a quarterback. I, you know, that, yeah. you, you get a lot of Iron Man guys. You're not doing that with your quarterback most times. Um. I, I can't remember what he did in high school exactly on that side of the ball, so you're looking at a whole different this is a whole different world at least at least to move from quarterback to running back you know you're in your safe space a little bit you know you' you're in your wheelhouse, but defensively and I just think the nickel is so important i mean i I pushed that so hard last year about yeah. shot buffer going down and like look this is this is gonna I, I thought it could cost another name a football game. And, and really it almost cost us the Vanderbilt game. Um, right. You know, not having solid nickel play. Thank God we had, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for Jalen Elliott coming up like he did, like a boss mm-hmm. and a Lowy Gilman, then nickel would have hurt us way, way worse. And which we weren't expecting, you know, I mean, we a little bit from Gilman, but not so much from, from uh, Elliot, but thank God for them because I, I think we saw that as the year goes on. That was the biggest weakness on defense was when we had to put, uh, you know, our nickel defense out there. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Hey,
0: I mean, anything else, from, anything else from spring that you're curious about? Uh, got to, just a few more minutes here.
2: Uh, I mean, just the, the musical chairs that's going on with the linebackers and how wrong we were. I mean, it was you, me, and I think Brad on a previous podcast totally just spitballing and Brad finally at the end saying, we could be totally wrong. And you know what? It probably, it's probably trending towards that direction. Because yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think any of us said Asmar Bilal at the mic, uh, Shane Simon at the buck, and Paul Bowala at the rover, maybe? You know?
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, Asmar at the mic makes even less sense uh, than any of the other moves we made. I, just, I you just generally didn't think of that body style being of a mic. Um, and I wrote about this on the site the other day where, you know, if I had my brothers, it'd be, you know, JGH, Jock, and Simon out there figure out a spot for the, all three of them. Um, and, but then you got Jack Lamb, who's, you know, you're hard to tell if he's getting a lot of that press too, like a Avery Davis, uh, a little bit more hype than, than what we'll end up seeing. Uh, but he seems that he seemingly has done uh, pretty well this spring. has positioned himself as, as the guy who's coming in on the nickel um as as a linebacker on the nickel um so yeah we're we're still we have no idea right
2: <laughs> no, no we're very good at that though too <laughs> no that, <laughs> but it's like right that's my wheelhouse yeah i mean again we're what seven practices into the 15 that we're going to see would culminate in the blue gold game on uh what april 13th so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, right. we still got we still got some time all
0: right well we're going to We're gonna just wrap that up right here. Um, So, uh, listen, everybody, check out the site. Uh, We realize it's spring, and but look, there's all sorts of good shit going on. We have women's hoops this weekend, hockey. Um, Dingus Day is coming up in three weeks, in a little over three weeks, and that's (sighs) Dingus Day. It's very important because of things I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, So, I got I got some special surprise for Dingus Day for everybody coming up, Um, and you know.
2: Women's lacrosse is still hitting it hard.
0: They, they did suffer a loss though, right, Jude?
2: They did, yeah. I was unfortunately it was at that game, but uh, they played they played well. So okay, but the, but we, good year so far, right? I mean, they're, yep, top schedule coming up, but uh, you know, we'll continue on.
0: So we got all sorts of good stuff. Unfortunately, men's baseball dropped kind of series against Florida State. They were, they were, you know, kind of moving along, uh, and they lost now they're Cole down. Komet. Yeah, now they're down a, a relief pitcher. Yeah, <laughs> so.
1: Uh, we're, we're also playing Syracuse and then Duke back to back in men's lacrosse. Men's lacrosse, yeah. So those are big games coming up here Huge, next yeah. week, week, and a hoe, week, week and a half. So
0: yeah, so we got we got some good stuff coming up on the site, and uh, mm-hmm. and I believe that uh, you know this time of year, everyone. Uh, if you like, you know, men's basketball isn't in the isn't in the big dance, and so everyone's attention starts solely focusing on football, but, uh, look, there's a lot of good sports action going on. A lot of good stories, uh, to, to watch unfold. No. So, and with that, uh, you and our sounding off here, Jude, we're going to start it off with you. Um, actually, no, we're going to, we're going to start with our, uh, our guest tonight, Matt, Matt, uh, give me your sound off tonight. what 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 you want to say?
1: All right. Uh, thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. First time on the podcast. Loved it. Um, just, you know, keep checking out um, I, I mentioned it before in the podcast, but literally keep checking out the women's basketball game, not just the Irish, but in general it's 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 a solid sport and um, the 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 women that play there just ball out. so keep checking that. Got the women's basketball team that's playing uh, Saturday afternoon at four. hopefully they'll play on a Monday as well to for a chance to go to the final four in Tampa. Um, other than that, keep checking out. Um, usually I, I, I try not to be as lame on my Twitter account, but Maddie G O F D, um, you know, keep checking that out. i tweet about everything, Notre Dame.
0: That's a sweet supplement.
1: Well, that's excellent. Yeah. 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 Doing the shameless plug there. So that's perfect. Just keep checking that out. Also one foot down at one foot down, all, all that stuff. Everybody,
2: even if I'm not doing women's basketball,
1: everybody's just fire on the tweet. So keep that going.
2: All right, Jude, let's shoot it. I, up liter- I think I've literally never remembered to plug my own uh, Twitter account or anything like that, so uh, <laughs> go go, Matt. Uh, Matt, thanks for, for being on and joining us tonight and, and adding your insight about the women's basketball team. Um, the I'm not going to steal Josh's thunder, but the hockey game on Friday is a little you personal You just fucking stole me. it. Uh, hey, 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 I'm, I'm going I'm dan- to dance in the circle but not go in, okay? All right.
1: Hey, watch how quick I can think. Go ahead. He's, He's calling the charge.
2: He's getting the charge uh, called outside the circle. The, the Clarkson University is 70 miles north of me. It is uh, a major uh, hockey school that a lot of people root for around in my general area. So if y'all could do me a, a huge favor on Friday in Manchester, New Hampshire, and win that game, uh, that would make a, a, Nor- a Notre Dame alum living in northern New York uh, very, very happy. So that's all I've got to say. Shameless. <laughs> I, and follow me at Andrew Wynn on Twitter. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I am going
0: to fucking double down on the hockey. Notre Dame is one of only two Big Ten schools to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NCAA. Yes. Notre Dame and Ohio State, both of the NCAA tournament. Look, y'all, this shit is off the fucking hook. And I'm telling you, if we win Friday and Saturday night, Friday night, first game against Clarkson, and then uh, Saturday, hopefully there. We make it to another Frozen Four. That is four fucking years in a row of the Frozen Four. So they are creeping. On, Jeff Jackson is creeping in Muffet McGraw territory right now. And I can't tell – I can't express – in hockey circles, this is huge. Notre Dame is starting to get on that path. Y'all need to catch up. Y'all – if we, if we can do this – I got a special treat for you there. I got treats for you for Dingus Day. I got treats for you for... (laughs) We just need to get there. So show your support. Get your ass on Twitter. At One Foot Down Twitter account. Maybe I'm on my burner account. At (laughs) the (laughs) Subway Domer. Get your asses to watch these games. And pay attention. Have some fun
2: and um, if, you want, if you want to wear leggings that's totally cool with us yes. we are
0: so pro leggings we are a <laughs> pro, <laughs> pro leggings here <laughs> one foot down I, I, maybe I should put on the breaking news banner breaking news one foot down comes out in support of leggings and I think I'm going to do that sometime after we record this um, yeah wear your fucking leggings uh, th- this is America damn it if I want to wear a thong out in public I want to wear a thong <laughs> <You can't, laughs> you can't, you can't, that takes
2: the long for you Oh. I don't know where to put my eyes now, Josh. I don't know where to put my eyes. Yeah, same place you put your hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Again, thank you to Matt for coming on and uh, Jude for nice, uh, for putting up with me uh, per usual. So <laughs> uh, please go and rate and fucking review this. Um, there was a lot less cussing this episode. You know, it's Lent. We're trying. Except um,
2: for the Delaney parts, that got a little heavy there. Yeah, yeah. I really, really got a fast read editing.
0: Um, but uh, go rate review us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be in on Apple or Spotify or Google. It's a there's a wide net going on right now. It's confusing as shit. <laughs> um, but you can you can obviously listen to this. Leave us a comment in the comments section. I have no how idea how bad I am annoying you, unless you tell me. Like, I'm sure that I am up to someone's skirt right now, just pinching you and putting a hot, red, hot poker on your inner thigh. Just fucking tell me if that's the case, Uh, because I can't change unless you change.
2: If you played a drinking game on based on the number of times I said, um, or ah, you would be dead by the first 10 minutes. So, and I didn't even really speak. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I I think we got all bases covered here. So, hey, thanks for
0: uh, sticking around. This was a long one, but, uh, but I think it was well worth it. So we will be back again next week, uh, maybe with Brad, uh, with his mysterious studying job. And, uh,
2: but uh, thanks again, and uh, go Irish. Beat Golden Knights. Beat Aggies. Beat a ball!